1: And welcome to My Favourite Takeaway, the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. My name is Tom Crane and as always I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Simran Shah. How are you Sim? Hi Tom, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I- I've looked out. It's quite weird. Uh, it's March. I've looked out the window and there's snow. What a, what a wonderful way to start the day. About enough snow to make a ping pong size snowball, just tiny snowball, but it's still the world's looking pretty. It looks nice. Is it snowing where you are?
2: It is snowing where I am, and I immediately think of the safety of takeaway drivers and their vehicles, which is obviously my main concern.
1: I hope they're careful out there. It's, it's quarter past eight in the morning we're recording this. Your, your, your morning full English is on its way on the back of a moped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're worried whether it'll make it or not. Now, Sim, I, I'm also in a good mood because we have uh, a brilliant episode today. Uh, I loved talking to this guest. What an absolute legend he was. Uh, who have we got coming up today?
2: Our guest this week is gamer and YouTuber Daz Black. So uh, his channel has over 8 million subscribers. He's basically a content machine. He ordered his food from Subway, which is basically one of the few takeaway options near where he lives in East Sussex. We made him wait quite a long time to eat it. That was (laughs) by accident (laughs) rather than design. He basically politely waited until the end of the show to start eating. (laughs) And so he was probably rather hangry.
1: In our defence, though, if you're going to make any food wait, it's a sandwich. You can wait. A sandwich can sit for an hour and it's still a sandwich, isn't it? It's fine. A curry (laughs) is sat. Going cold is a problem. But in our defence, Your Honour, a sandwich will remain in its best state an hour later. But he was a great guy, wasn't he? I love this chat. Yeah,
2: he was really fun.
1: And, um, well, I hope you all enjoy it.
2: Daz, thank you so much for joining us. Where are you right now? You've got an incredible setup.
3: I am in my office and it needs a bit of a clear up right now. It always needs a bit of a clear up. Yeah, this this is where I've been for like the past two nearly three years on the channel amazing it's
1: incredible you've got a job where especially as a parent you can justifiably have a man cave you can have a place that you can go and yeah. lock the door and play games and it's good because it's for work
3: oh yeah everyone hates me yeah everyone <laughs> hates me. Like, i get sent all this like free stuff like 13 year old daz is screaming right now like... <laughs> I love. Is that, what, is that what life is do you do you get sent a lot of this sort of stuff oh everything i haven't had to pay for a game or a piece of gaming equipment like a console or a headset it probably in about three or four years i hate to use the hi i'm a youtuber can you send me everything but sometimes i'm like oh no because i hate spending money <laughs> so if i can get it for free i love free stuff <laughs> Send it. <to> me.
2: <laughs> you're a gamer and you've got a takeaway and it just feels like these are two worlds that collide exactly. very naturally. So <laughs> tell us firstly, what have you got in front of you?
3: It is my go-to takeaway. And I have got a Subway long. Oh, okay. long, nice. Yeah. Somebody's earning. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know you've made it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Was that free from there because, because they knew you or did you, did, did you have to fork out the £4.50 for it?
3: <laughs> no, I actually, I actually uh, tweeted Subway and this is the only time I've ever done this because I want, I want free Subway. And I was like, can I, you know, I want to work with you, Subway, please. Go. And they, they come back in like 10 minutes. And like, no, you swear too much. And that was it. it. <laughs> I have to pay for my Subway. <laughs> well, I get your fucking sandwiches Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fuck it then.
1: <laughs> so you, you, you've got a foot long in front of you, but it's still in the wrapper. So at oh, this yeah. point, there's this is like Christmas Eve. What's in there? We'll find out what's ready under the tree. What, what have you got hidden
3: in there? What have you ordered? It is a foot long. It's always, for me, it's always the Italian herb and cheese bread. Always. Good choice.
1: Yeah, good choice.
3: I do like that. And 90% of the time, always go with this sandwich. So This is my go-to sandwich. I'm obsessed with tuna. I love tuna. And it's got tuna. It's got mayo. It's got those little um, fried crispy onions, you know, that Subway added. Just sprinkle them in there.
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes,
3: yes. Oh, it's beautiful. It's got normal onions, cucumber, lettuce. Cheese, melted, toasted, and that—that's it. That's that's. Do you say it's, it's tuna mayo? Is that is the main bait? Is that what you've got? The main, yeah, chew, tuna mayo. Like I'm obsessed tuna with mayo. tuna. Anything. If I go to a, a garage or or I'm going up the motorway and I stop, I'm always getting like tuna and cucumber. I don't do tuna and sweet corn though. I can't. I don't like that.
2: Ah, uh, uh, I'm a huge fan. Of tuna secret and red onion.
3: Red onion's fine, but like the sweet corn, I feel like it just ruins it. It's not
1: nice. So you're very much not preaching to the choir here. Why? Why do you think uh, sweet corn
3: with tuna mayo is an issue? Oh god. So sweet corn, and it's the same with like carrot as well. I can eat raw carrot, but I can't. I don't like it cooked, like mushy. And I hope no one's eating whilst they're listening to this. (laughs) But (laughs) it just it just reminds me of when you're sick, like all the stuff that's in your sick, like sweet corn, carrot, stuff like that. I can't put it in my food. Like, why would I put that in my food? It's it's wrong.
2: <laughs> oh, so 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 you don't like it because it reminds you of sort of yeah. sicky food. And that's not a place you want to be when you're eating your subway. Did you go to the subway or did you get it delivered?
3: I tried to get it delivered. It's, uh, it's a problem where I live. Um, I live in the middle of nowhere. I'm essentially in a field right now. <laughs> Which part of England are you in? Uh, I'm in uh, East Sussex. I love living rural because I have a lot of hobbies like fishing and airsoft and stuff like that. And there's there's a lot down here, like outdoorsy stuff. Like I want to get some land and just get animals and pigs and chickens, and just go off-grid with with everything. Airsoft is like, um, what is that? It's like paintballing, uh, except uh, the weapons, they look like very real, but they fire little oh, wow. um, plastic pellets. It hurts a lot more. They're like little plastic BBs. If
1: Simon and I, who live in London, tried that, went out with a gun on the street, we'd, we'd, <laughs> no. very swiftly that game would end. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> Fifty police officers sitting on our heads. So yeah, okay, so country's the exactly. right place for that.
2: And then Daz, if you do go to a subway, how smooth do you find the journey mm. from the beginning of the where all the ingredients are to the end? Do you know exactly what it is that you're asking for, or are you intimidated?
3: Like I say, like 90 percent of the time it's, I know I'm getting, I'm getting something with tuna, and it very rarely changes. I'm quite boring in that regard, but I might try like the meatball or because <laughs> at the moment, I'm not very exciting in my food life because uh, I've been like dieting and stuff for quite a while because the doctor was like, stop." <laughs> um, and I, you know, had to like control my blood pressure and stuff. So I've had to like change all my snacking habits, and my food and exercise. So when I go into Subway, tuna is probably the most healthy one that you can get. But funny enough, uh, it always starts with a little bit of OCD. I don't like, and if Subway are listening to this, you need to change this. I don't like how the queue you walk through the queue to get to the beginning. Do you know how you just sort of go past people who are waiting to pay for their sandwich or yes. one Yes, yeah. And you walk the opposite way and then come back. And I'm like, no, I want to be able to walk up and then go that way. It's a weird thing that I have. <laughs> so you're saying so
1: you walk past the front of the queue. You're right, you do. To to the end of the queuing system and then back on yourself. Yeah,
3: it's back to front. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? What is that? I don't know. I don't know why they do it. it and it just every, every single time it, it bothers me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you think it's designed to make you more hungry
3: they know what they're doing with that so if you've ever walked uh apparently a lot of um it inspired a lot of restaurants to do this their fans go external outside the restaurant and they pump out that smell
2: oh really oh uh, yeah oh yeah
3: yeah if you walk past the subway you walk past 100 different restaurants yeah you can't even really smell kfc cooking when they when you go past the kfc but yeah. if you go past the subway the smell of a subway, you know it instantly, and it's in the air when you're near a restaurant they They pump it out.
2: Have you not experienced that crane?
3: i know i'm i'm sure I'm sure I have I just haven't really clocked it, is it but you are yeah, you are right
1: there, there is that nice sort of bready smell as you walk past a subway that's true yeah, right. it's, that's... it's great, yeah.
2: I've got another question about the tuna, the ideal tuna sandwich because do you know where I go? Well I genuinely think has the best tuna sandwich in the country.
3: Oh, okay.
1: That's a that's a statement. Which one? I'm really hoping you drive up to Grimsby or something like that. There's a particular...
2: <laughs> okay. It <laughs> Fresh is... from the port. It's Prep. I'm convinced prep. Really? a really, really good tuna mayo, no sweet corn.
3: The line court one.
2: I genuinely think it's the best tuna mayo sandwich in the world. In the country. <laughs> in the
3: world. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, okay. Uh, so that's just a normal sandwich? It's not like a just baguette? Just a normal
2: it's sandwich. Good. And the baguette as well is quite good, but... It's so mayo-y. Oh, yeah. And it's strong enough of tuna, and it's the right amount of salt that you just think, this is really good. It's done well.
1: I would say the best tuna sandwich, not to be arrogant, I'd say mine is up there.
3: Yeah, I'm the same. I'm like, I'm I'm kind of a food (laughs) snob. And, like, for the past five years, I've been, like, learning to cook and stuff. And, like, now my bolognese sauce, for instance, I won't give the recipe away to people. Because even my girlfriend, that when we went to Italy, where you know this stuff is, you know, rife. Like she was like, "Your bolognese is still the best." You
1: don't want the Italians to hear about it. <laughs> I don't, don't,
3: don't want to give it out to my friends or anything. Because I think
1: one day, you know, when... you're fan. I, th- I thought you were worried that Italy, the country, would steal it and improve their own, <laughs> own bolognese. <laughs>
3: just like put me in prison There's too good he's going to put us out of business <laughs> <laughs> <Ban> him. <laughs> i tell you Daz,
1: this is what this is what i my i will give you one little tip from my my tuna sandwich i am willing to release the, the inside uh, genius right. which is i do tuna with mayo but i use qp mayo qp mayo is a korean mayo yes
2: yeah that's a good shout.
1: which has a sort of slight sweetness with it i also put sweet corn in it i do like that i also put a little bit of sweet chili like the Chinese sweet chili dipping sauce, a tiny bit through it. Toasted bread, Ooh. yeah, it's gorgeous. A little bit spicy, spicy tuna sandwich. Mm,
2: that does sound good.
1: It has got a bit of a kick. I now want to know what's going on with your bolognese now and what, what you're doing to it that's sort of <laughs> so amazing. Well,
2: in case you didn't hear, Tommy, he will never tell you. I know. <laughs> yeah. He will never tell. That's so, self-secret. so does talk to us a bit about what you do and how often you're eating takeaways as you're doing it.
3: There is a, an Italian chain they're called rusticos and there's about three restaurants i think they're about to open up a fourth one in east sussex and hopefully they're going to have a london-based firm they're like this italian family and they their food is just remarkable it's amazing i'm I'm not i'm always like i think once a week like cheat day or something i'll order one of their pizzas or their lasagnas what's your go-to rustico takeaway they do like an aubergine based um lasagna oh wow
2: oh that sounds good
3: their, their, with their meat sauce. It's just layers of aubergine and herbs that's one i I, I go to often because uh, it's it's healthy as well but if I'm gonna go all out full cheat mode I'm gonna go for their pizza and you can custom make your pizzas there so I go with like the chicken the onion all the peppers oregano like parmesan I might sometimes put pepperoni with the chicken mix wow. it up it's a beast and they're huge they're like 19 inch like round <laughs> pizzas <laughs> and do you go do you go and collect that because there's a little italian near my near my house i
1: live in east london in clapton and there's a place that has a sort of stone-baked oven and i've recently discovered it and it never does delivery because it's so Mm. popular it doesn't need to and i've got the pleasure of going actually going picking up a pizza which is something i haven't done for like years but there is something quite nice about doing that and waiting and walking home with this box i don't know if that's something you do are you still a Deliveroo sort of person down here
3: we we don't get Deliveroo. uh Well, we get is Just Eat, and we've got about five options on there, like a couple of Indians, like Rustico's, and this, like, Jamaican place, which I'll never try again because it was awful. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) I actually, I tested it when I first moved here because where I was living even more rurally uh, where there were no options. You had to drive to go get it. First time using Just Eat, and I just had, like, a hot tub put out in the garden. I was like, wait a second. I'm going to see if I can order a pizza and put in the instructions for them to just come through the back gate and deliver it (laughs) to the hot tub. (laughs) Like Tony Montana. That's that's
2: amazing.
3: (laughs) So I just literally had this pizza in the hot tub. And then I I realized why you don't order a pizza to a hot tub. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, talk us through the pizza in the hot tub, because I think you've got a huge issue here with the closeness to
3: water. Yeah, and chlorine and and chemicals and all the stuff you don't (laughs) want in your mouth. Was the
2: pizza still inside the box and where were you putting the box? Was it on the side of the hot tub and then you were going slice by slice trying to get it from the top? Or were you holding the whole thing hovering above the, the water?
3: There was no real way to put it on the edges. Um, it has got like um, like a drinks holder and that's it. There's no sort of places. And I really wanted to get one of those, like, you know, those floating tables you can get off Amazon. Oh, they exist. <laughs> I was about to suggest that as my great business idea. They actually exist, do they? Oh, they exist. Yeah, you just, <laughs> they float around. Oh, I'm sure that was my money-making scheme. <laughs> yeah, it's great. They don't do well for drinks. They just wobble everywhere. But, you, you've, you know, so I put it on the stairs just outside of the hot tub like they've got two steps that go up into it and I plops it on there and I'm eating it and everything's going well and I look round and my dog is standing in my pizza he's just got <laughs> up on the steps I've gone to take a slice and he's just stood there looking at me he's got his <laughs> paws in my pizza so I didn't finish it I had no idea where he'd been in the garden <laughs>
2: Oh my God, that's so great.
1: <laughs> Here's an idea, and, and I'm pretty sure this is something you'll definitely do. It's such a sensible idea. You could get, take the water out of the hot tub and then fill it with Domino's garlic and herb dip uh, and make it like a huge dip and have a big pizza party. And your friends would just go and dip the pizza in the hot tub. Yeah. There's 15 gallons of garlic and herb dip in the corner
3: if anyone's interested. We, we've <laughs> had like, discussions about filling it with Gravy. Okay Imagine that.
2: I feel I feel like th- he's got to advance negotiations.
1: <laughs>
3: what sauce will ruin my hot tub? And would you for you to then sit in it? hundred percent sit in it. I've always wanted to have a bath in gravy. I don't know why. <laughs> I've always wanted to.
2: What kind of are we just talking a bisto gravy or are we talking like a bisto a gravy, gravy
3: is um should be annihilated.
2: I agree with that, Daz. I agree with Daz.
3: It's not gravy. It's weird flavored water. That's what it is.
2: And it's too thin.
3: But then if you're filling a hot tub with it, you need to you need to think about the
1: cost, the price of this. So you probably need, do need to go for a cheap granular gravy. You can't be going for a decent stock gravy filling the whole hot tub because you have to sell your house to afford that.
2: And in fact, if you want to make it a really good gravy, you're going to have to turn the hot tub actually into, <laughs> in, into a pan first to roast off some, some chicken or some beef and yeah. then and then you can deglaze it <laughs> with, with the stock. And then you I can love the water. thought
3: that's going into this already. Like. This
1: is like, Simran, I'll I t- I tell you what this is. This is like the classic British spa experience. So you have, uh, you wallow in some gravy, then you lie down, they put two Yorkshire puddings on your eyes, and you listen to sort of calming <laughs> what, music. In <laughs> fact, in,
2: in fact the, t- the hot tub should just be a Yorkshire pudding. That's no, what exactly. it should be. The, this yeah.
1: is really good. Guys, I think wow. we're onto something here.
3: I the think we truly are.
1: British relaxing spa experience. Um, yeah. If listeners have any other ideas that we can add to this, do send them to us and we will we'll, we'll read them out. Yeah, we will, because yeah, why not?
3: Well, I got the idea actually from uh, going to this, um, it was this spa day. I took my friend, uh, it was his stag do. He's in London. It was these underground Roman spas. I forget what it was called. And they had a hot tub that they actually filled with red wine. Oh, and you could just sit and bathe in red wine. I'm like, this is ridiculous.
2: God, that is actually disgusting.
3: (laughs) It's really gross, and I wouldn't drink it afterwards. But
1: yeah, yeah. Did you? So you did it? Did you?
3: Unfortunately, it was closed uh, at the time. They already they can only have so many bookings, but it must be so expensive to fill it full of wine. It just you sit in it empty, and it comes up it slowly fills up with red wine and you could see it was all stained from where the last guest for some reason i have to try it <laughs> wow that's yeah. incredible
2: can you drink the wine
3: if i've been sat in it in my shorts i don't think it's gonna have a very nice aftertaste it's like, not gonna I'm... be 100 percent wine is it no i don't think
1: by that point there's gonna be other <laughs> things floating around in that
3: okay rustico is your is your italian option What what are the other options you have around you in the country So I do have a Chinese and they've recently changed hands. I was like good friends with the owner and they would deliver out to me because, you know, they liked me and then they sort of changed hands and the food still really good but they don't deliver anymore and i always go there i get the chicken and black bean sauce with egg fried rice that's my go-to like chinese meal and the duck pancakes of course if i'm feeling (sighs) like hungry i gotta go with the duck pancakes
1: what do you think makes a good duck pancake are you heavy on the hoisin sauce how how are you constructing that
3: i'm so heavy on flavor i want to be able to like taste it that's when i go uh because my girlfriend's american so when i go over to the states when I first went there, I was like, oh, "I can't wait to try like what KFC is like here." And I see the and everything is so bland, 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 bland. So when my girlfriend come here and I, she tried our KFC. She's like, "I can actually taste spices and herbs." I was like, "Yes, so it's meant to be." So f- flavor.
1: So, so there's there's a difference even with the sort of mainstream takeaways. If you try, for example,
3: McDonald's out there, does that taste different as well? It does taste different. It it tastes. It's hard to explain. It's it's just very bland. Like their KFC. You know when you, you you got a little bit of spice a little bit of pepper you yeah. can taste the different flavors and out there it is just like flavorless fried chicken it doesn't taste like ours it's quite greasy and there's not a lot of seasoning that goes into it, it and uh, I've been all over America and it's it's the case. the best chicken was down in Tennessee which is you know you know southern fried chicken it's it's going to be yeah the seasoning that they use and it's so moist as well like it's not dry it's all cooked fresh. they know what they're doing down there and I haven't been to Kentucky I imagine their chicken down there is, you know, I've heard rumors it's amazing. Um, (laughs) But it's just it's just the flavor in it and uh, the the, the texture. It's just cooked perfectly. It's wonderful.
1: You mentioned that your Chinese takeaway shouldn't deliver to you. But it does because it likes you. Yeah, <laughs> That's something I've never come across before on this show <laughs> that you have such sway. So, h- h- how has that happened? What's what's happened there? I don't
3: know. Like, I just uh, I would go there with my daughter, and you because know, uh, it's about twenty minutes away. Oh wow! So it's a, it's a fair old journey. It's quite a journey, and yeah. I don't know. We were just always laughing with the owner and stuff, and i was just like oh, i wish i lived closer like i would order you know your takeaway he's like where do you live and i told him and just say your name and i, I know you guys and your daughter are like we'll just do it for you and i was like wow
1: oh that's so good yeah so maybe there's something that listeners could do if there's a, if there's a restaurant they particularly like even if it's sort of you know an hour and a half away if you take the time to really get on with the owners <laughs> go down with your daughter <laughs> crack a few jokes
2: <laughs> are they fans of yours Daz?
3: Oh, no, they have no clue. I don't even think they watch YouTube. (laughs) This was just a friendly exchange that went well.
2: (laughs) But, but, you know, it's interesting because some of our listeners don't know everything about you. It is interesting to see your journey. Tell us a bit about when that started.
3: So it's 2013 when Vine, if we remember Vine, when it was alive. I just started making dumb videos, which I can't watch today. They're awful. And then one day I made one Vine and and literally I woke up the next morning and uh, I had like 40,000 new followers overnight. Wow. And I was like, okay, th- this is something. So I'm going to put more effort into this. So I just, I came up with a bunch of weird characters. Um, one of them, I came up with my daughter. It's called Happy Cloud. I just put bubbles on my head and left like eye holes and like a <laughs> mouth and I was like this talking cloud who was like creepy and wouldn't go away.
4: <laughs> it's it's like, good stuff. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. bizarre.
3: There've been many attempts. There's actually an account now on TikTok I've seen uh, that and um he follows me and his whole account is the same thing and he's clearly very inspired by this bubble monster that he's invented so <laughs> it's nice to inspire the next that's generation amazing. to be weird because
1: <laughs> you're, 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 you're now at a situation where you have some eight million subscribers on youtube which that's crazy what, what was the point where it went so exponentially huge like that
3: so i made uh once i hit a million on vine i thought i'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket i'm going to make a youtube channel and i thought Ah, oh, that's great. I've got a million, million followers on Vine. They're all just going to come over and I'll have a million subscribers on YouTube, which is where <laughs> everyone wants to be and, and make it online. And That didn't happen. They were like, no, nah, you suck as a YouTuber. Just stay as a Viner. We don't need more gamers. And you know, I was like, oh, you know, so no one came over. And I realized if I was going to do this, I was going to have to grow this organically. But it was the same thing again. I made a video and then two days later, Boom! 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 It just escalated, and I just shot up to you know from about like ten thousand followers to about like one hundred and fifty thousand followers, and that was it. It was it was actually um, what it created uh, the Daz Watches series I do, where I react to viral videos online and give my comedic input. And it was off the back of um, <laughs> I don't even know if I could tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> I I reviewed. I, uh, do you remember the game Happy Wills? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you play it online, it's just you this guy on a bike and you have to navigate this obstacle course without killing you and his son in the process. Because it was a web-based <laughs> game, uh, there were adverts that played before, and there was this advert popped up whilst I was recording, and I'm waiting for the advert to finish, and it was for this uh, male sex toy called the Autoblow, and it's in the name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name.
3: <laughs> It's, it's horrendous, and I caught my reaction to it naturally, and I watched it back because I was just going to delete it and then get on with the game. But I released that as a separate video, and I was like, "And it was Daz watches uh, the auto blow, and it blew up. <laughs> it, just, it just blew up my reaction to this weird cup that um, men have been Quite using." Quite fitting, the
1: auto blow blew up, isn't it?
3: That's, that's it, feels <laughs> like. it, it did. Well, in the end, uh, it did. When he ends up, because the 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 owner of the company saw the video and sent me one. <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, still got
3: it? I did, no, I, I did an <laughs> unboxing and I never used it because I, I pulled the sleeve out of it, this massive long rubber sleeve, and it's just all these metal springs that go up and down. And I'm like, there's no part of me that's entering that cup. And then I hit it with a sledgehammer and a laser video. um, And that was really, that's wow. how I, I kind of blew up and Daz Watches became a thing. <laughs> and now that's you're amazing.
1: doing incredible things like I love the video idea for recreating your survival games that you play where you and a friend went to an island for how long was it? And you you tried to survive. That's basically what happened, isn't it? It, Take us through that. And also in line with that, with this
3: being a takeaway show, what were you eating? Me and my friend Dave, a bit more Dave on um, YouTube, we we played games for like years and we got into these co-op survival games. And I I just one day said to him, I think we were playing um, Raft. When we had to build a raft and you float around and find different islands and stuff. It was really cool. And then it was just a light bulb moment. I was like, actually, what if we did this for real? So when the camera stopped rolling, I said, Dave, I've got an idea. What if we went to... An... And he, he said, that's insane. That like, will die, <laughs> essentially. Right. And, and after I was like, Dave, I'm doing this and I really want you to do it. And we'll call it thousand <laughs> and Dave Survival. Are you in? After much convincing, he was in. And uh, so I started, I started uh, producing it and I found an island in Malaysia. I got my friend Lewis in, who's like um, an amazing cinematographer. And I was like, to three of us, we're going to go out there bare bones and we're going to build a raft like in the games to get off this island to the mainland. And we're going to do it for real. And we did. We we did it for real.
2: That's insane.
3: I wanted to do it as bare bones as possible. But after um, hiring a local producer there and the Malaysian film institution, they were insisting we couldn't do it as bare bones. So we had to have a tent. We woke up one night uh, in our hammocks and there was like a seven foot monitor lizard making its oh. way underneath us and stuff like that. Um, oh, wow. So it was very dangerous. There was a real, those crabs and things that crawl up the beach. So we had to have tents and hammocks and knives and stuff. I think that's fair enough. That doesn't seem like a huge concession, having a tent. No, that seems no, all right. They just don't <laughs> want us to die, literally.
1: So- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a VW camper van, obviously. Yeah, that. There,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just off, well, that was the thing. That was the worry. Because there was an abandoned hotel uh, across the ocean, it was always in the background. And you don't see until the end that it's actually a hollowed out building. I, I wanted to prove to people that we were on this island I have permanent scars like all over my knees now from the coral making my way around the island each day. Wow. I have like sun damage on my back and stuff. Like we really went out there and did it for real. And what were you eating when you were on this island? What what was, what was your food? We had free items that we could bring from the real world to help us. And so I brought, like, a fold-out rod with some lures. I'm re- really hoping the first one was a foot-long
1: tuna sandwich from yeah, Subway. I us. <laughs> <laughs> I bring my Subway Sub- card.
2: A Subway, a Pratt, and I got a Greg's no. tuna sandwich. I got all the tuna sandwiches. And the
1: and the, the auto-blow as well. Yeah, I brought the auto. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is still cursing me to this day. <laughs> so what, what, what were your three things? A fishing rod? So, lock. yeah,
3: I had a machete, Uh, I had a fire lighter, uh, which so you could strike it and light uh, because I didn't want to bring a lighter. I thought that's too easy. And I had a rod. You know, I'm quite an experienced fisherman. I've done a lot of sea fishing. And just to get across those razor sharp, slippery rocks, it would take about half an hour for me to just climb across these rocks safely and find a place to fish where I wasn't going to get snagged. And I would—I was catching these uh, long needle fish. They're like these predator fish, and they, they get enormous. Wow! So we had quite a lot of fish. Uh, we found a bunch of coconuts. We were eating them and drinking them. And it rains at least once a day in Malaysia. So I wasn't worried about water. I even tried a little hermit crab, but we didn't get it on camera because Lewis was on the mainland. But I tried eating a little bit of a hermit crab, boiled it in some water. It was lovely. Amazing.
1: Oh, in- incredible simran we, fittingly we have a question which relates perfectly to this
2: yeah which is you're on a desert island yeah have you got any desert island dips Daz? you desert can only island. choose yeah. three dips to have
1: or condiments we'll take condiments as well that's fine or
2: condiments but that's it so let's say you're back on the island and you've got a choice of three dips or condiments that you can take with you
1: you've got a needlefish out the sea or a crab uh it's got to be like a garlic
3: dip would that be like a Papa John's type garlic dip? Or what sort, what sort of dip are we looking at there? You know, like the Domino's garlic dip. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, just strong garlicky mayo dip. Like, absolutely. And because there's seafood out there, I'd probably want to bring a prawn sort of paste. I forget what it's called. It's like the pink um, sauce. What's it called?
1: Like the sambal sort of thing.
3: Yeah, something like that. You dip yeah. like crab sticks in and stuff, You know, you know, yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. crab. And then just some straight up barbecue sauce because i can i can spread that because we were just cooking um, i caught this tiny little flat fish and you can just smear that in some like barbecue sauce on the skin and just roast that on the fire done barbecue fish is it particularly satisfying having caught your own meal and
1: preparing it does it have a different quality to it
3: well last year um i invested in a, a sea boat because um i i do i go out on my boat and I catch fish like pollock and cod, and I bring it home and I cook it the very same day. So it's the freshest fish that you could possibly have. And I do like. Do you, do you of... let them uh, swim around in your hot tub until the moment you're about to cook them? Well, unfortunately, we gut them at sea.
1: Like, okay, sea. right. <laughs> right <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but now you've said that, <laughs> so that's,
3: and, but it, it feels particularly satisfying. That does it. It's always satisfying. It's very addicting. Yeah. I do a lot of fresh water, and of course, it's catch and release. But bringing home your fish. It's always nice, you know. And I bought a fryer recently so I could, you know, I did like a beer batter, put it on my cod, just fried it, and it is it's unmatched. It's so fresh. Oof. Now, taking you back a bit, uh, to your younger years,
1: uh, did you have takeaways growing up as a kid?
3: We never had takeaways as a kid. We were very like poor. My mum and dad separated and she would work free jobs. Like she worked in like a bingo hall and a cleaner and They weren't very high paying jobs. So we would have like McDonald's. uh, So we would go there for like a birthday or something like that. And I also growing up, I can't remember the name for it. I did Google it once and I found exactly what I was like suffering with. I had a strange eating disorder where I would look at food and if it visually looked a bit off, I wouldn't eat it. My toast, when my mum would, uh, you know, when you scrape butter on toast, you get those little tiny little white dough balls where the bread's balled up, I would have to pick all those off. Oh, wow. I would have a burger, but it would be like a plain burger in a bun, no ketchup, no sauces, nothing touching, no cheese. Everything would have to be very bland and plain and visually pleasing to the eye. Otherwise, I couldn't put it in my mouth.
2: What changed?
3: I grew out of it, um, I think, when I was a teenager, when I was about 15. My friends, we went to, like again, McDonald's for her birthday. And you know ordering a plain hamburger at mcdonald's back then they just didn't do it. it wasn't an option so you'd have to wait for yours so i ordered that and it came through and it was just a normal double cheeseburger and i remember being so hungry and i was like i'm gonna try it and i tried it and mentally i was like struggling because i was like "Oh, the cheese is then the meat together it was very weird in my head but it tasted amazing and I don't know, I slowly grew out of it by slowly trying different foods and realising it was just mental, like, in my head. That's really interesting. Yeah, That's interesting. it was very bizarre. <laughs> you mentioned there going
1: to McDonald's, because one of the things we always ask on the show is your 2am drunken order, you're on the way home, what is your go-to? We like to know if it's a McDonald's, a KFC, or Domino's, or are you, is it something else? And if so, what are you ordering and why?
3: I always have a thing for they got a very particular taste. It's because they're like, you know, frozen and stuff. And I wouldn't normally eat them when I'm sober. But if I've been on a night out and we're walking through town, I'll go straight to the kebab place. But I'll order, I won't order a kebab. I'll order a kebab shop cheeseburger. They just hit different. Do you know what I mean?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. They just have a very unique taste. They all taste, no matter what kebab shop you go to, they all taste the same. It's bizarre. In the yellow polystyrene box, that's what it's normally
1: served <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one.
2: <laughs> I find it quite satisfying watching them peel off the piece of paper on the frozen bit of beef and on the beef slapping patty and then slapping it on. Yeah. That, for me, I just love that. And I love yeah. this sound of the sizzle on the grill.
1: Yeah. And what are you having on
3: that? Are you, are you getting uh, lettuce and mayo and tomato, that sort of stuff? cheese lettuce tomato like yep. burger sauce ketchup like you name it I just, sweet oh, corn yeah no, all no, when i'm drunk anything i'm just like <laughs> just throw yourself on there it's fine i'll eat that like, <laughs> but you're not a kebab person then so you wouldn't you wouldn't go for a kebab then oh i do like kebabs uh, but when i'm drunk for some reason i just crave those kebab shop cheeseburgers it's uh insane but there is actually a, a a new one that's opened up down where i live and unfortunately due to the cost of living they've had to close two restaurants but it's called bok chicken and i think they have one or well, they had one in London, and it's probably some of the best fried chicken I've um, I've ever tasted. Uh, so if you're ever down in East Sussex in Hastings, bock chicken its some of the best fried chicken I've ever tried. And now if I'm in Hastings, I'll, I'll grab some bock for Love sure.
2: Love that. What a great recommendation. I have um, another question for you, Daz. So the question we sort of ask our, our, all of our guests is whether you've had any takeaway or delivery disasters.
3: So I did order from this one place, I can't even remember the name, you know, and I think it's the worst thing that um, takeaways can do is when they send your food in those plastic Tupperware throwaway containers. Because all yep. the condensation and everything bit oh like yes. just it's just a tub oh, of yeah. water by the time it's got to it. So, what had you ordered? It was a Thai place and everything. There was like a pint of water in all the food. <laughs> and I called them up and I said, I just wanted some like spicy chicken wings. Literally. They were floating. That's how much moisture and water was wow. in it. Wow. It was floating in the box. You can shake it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a box of water. You talk about how particular you are with food. Are, are there any
1: weird food combinations that you enjoy? Like, for example, my thing is I really like... Oreos, salt vinegar crisps, and milk at the same time. That's my that's big monstrous. thing. That's monstrous. That's, that's it's amazing. Horrendous. It's incredible. It is. It's, oh. the, it's the, the vinegar which catches with the sweetness oh, of the Oreo, that. and then it's Ugh. all leveled out
3: by the milk. Wow. It's amazing. I love it. It's incredible. My daughter, she tortures me. Uh, like I say, if we get a McDonald's, uh, she'll have the 20 chicken nuggets and a strawberry milkshake, and she'll dip her chicken nuggets in the milkshake.
2: I'm quite into that. I think that's oh, not a bad chat.
3: No,
1: does it work? How does that work? I've never thought. I wish this chicken nugget tastes like strawberry. I'm less
2: adventurous than your daughter, so I would just do chips in in a vanilla milkshake. Is very good. Does she go through all twenty?
3: Yeah. she just like slurps it up? She just dips it in a strawberry milk. This <laughs> battered chicken nugget, and she oh, she just eats. And it. let's be
2: honest, it's not a milkshake. It's a bit of ice. It's ice cream.
3: I suppose salt and sweet does
1: work. I, I understand the work. balance of those two flavours as being sort of, they play quite well together. It's a
2: classic combo. Yeah, but strawberry and chicken, st- strawberry and chicken isn't the immediate balance.
3: <laughs> no, it's horrendous. But no, I, I always stick to like what I know. And like I say, I, I've been on this journey of learning to cook. Because if I lived in somewhere like London where, you know, if I'm there overnight and I, I open up justy. And it's endless. The options are endless. I'm really glad that I don't have that option because I would. I'd be the size of a small house if I if I live somewhere <laughs> central.
1: <laughs> so you think do you think there's something something quite the simplicity makes life easier? Because that is true when, when you do it in a big city, you will go and deliver and I will I have generally had situations. I've talked about it before where I've taken so long the place I wanted to order from has closed by the time I have put an order in (laughs) because I've gone around the house (laughs) looking at all these options going maybe this. and I'll go back out no of course they shut for the night because it's now half 10 what are you doing but do you you quite
3: like the simplicity of code these are my options that it's going to make life much quicker I do I do like that because um I'm definitely a foodie so living out here it kind of forces you to be more of a cook at home because we don't have all these options like I have friends who come down from London and you know they're like oh let's just go into town i'm like no the the shops close at six around here it's not like (laughs) um and we have like three options on just eat right now and they're like oh man this this sucks and you could tell that they've been like this is their life and there is life now like i'm trying to get my daughter into cooking and going out buying ingredients because all these local butchers and independent stores and organic foods like they're all having to raise their prices and they're all closing down Mm. because of these these food apps it's, it's like the amazon theory isn't it like all oh, the high street is being killed off by amazon and i think you you're mental to have a restaurant now like the overheads and the costs are insane um and that's what uh, my mum's going to do my mum's going to start a food business from oh, her really? kitchen what is your mum going to going to sell so my mum is south african and she's going to be doing south african food uh and it's going to come with like pap uh in in africa they they pick it's like a Plain dough, essentially, that you pick up with your hands, and you pick up the food and the sauces, and you eat with your fingers and stuff.
2: That's great,
3: amazing. Is that like a communal sharing dish, or is that does each person get their own pap? Well, she's doing it like uh, it's kind of an infusion with African food. So she's doing like Italian uh, with like um, African ingredients, sort of thing. So she's infusing Africa with other types of um, uh, ingredients. Which I said, if you do it here, where we've yeah. only got three options, if that option pops up, I said you're going to make a killing. So is, is, is this a food that you grew up with then? Did you grow up with South African food? Uh, no, so this is like um, my, my, my dad remarried and now she's my mum sort of thing. So she's like, you know, yeah, she's like my stepmom And she's a proper feeder. Like she will, you, I say to her, I was like, mum, listen, I'm coming down for tea. I just, well, I've just eaten lunch. I want tea. And she's got a platter, a serving platter. And then she'll, she'll just bring out meats and stuff that she's cooked. And I'm like, mum.
2: I mean, this, sound, this this sounds great, to be honest. I wouldn't it is say Sometimes and she doesn't great. take no
3: for an answer. She's just like, no, you have to try it. You're a growing boy. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like you keep feeding me.
1: <laughs> if I visit my mum within three and a half seconds, she's offered me a bacon sandwich. Yeah. that's always oh, what happens as subway. soon as the door opens it's the first words rather than you know <laughs> lovely to see you love you somewhere. it's always bacon sandwich that's the first question and say, I, always, I always say yes
2: so Daz is your Subway now finished?
3: I don't think you've even had a bite yet have you? I was <laughs> I've been picking at it like onions I don't know if you've seen, I've been like subtly putting onions in my mouth but I haven't touched it because I thought we were going to do a segment of me eating it so it's been very difficult we've arrived <laughs> at that segment
2: I, I, I think it should happen now I think, I think I, as we begin to wrap up Let's see you eat this subway.
1: Let's wrap up as you unwrap. Here we go.
2: Oh, it's gone.
1: Mm. There we are. You oh, can lean in for a bit there. of crunch against the microphone. Let's hear. Let's hear the. Uh... <laughs> there you go. There you go. And lean away again because that is actually more disgusting than I thought. Just
3: lost subscribers.
2: <laughs> as Daz is chewing and swallowing, there I noticed that he's very—he's a very <laughs> clean eater.
3: I can't stand it. I cannot stand. You held it very delicately. There's, like no, playing, there's no need for like it. Someone playing a flute. It was lovely.
4: <laughs>
2: it was. It was. And he pivoted. His mouth pivoted to catch the the, the ingredients that would have otherwise <laughs> fallen out in a less professional <laughs> chewer.
3: Absolutely delightful. <laughs> I can't stand it. Like when when I would take my daughter to places like Clambers, these kids centers, and you just you just see that these kids, but like it's like they've been throwing food at them. They haven't been putting it in their mouth and. <laughs> You've got those bibs that catch all the food. I'm like, that is awful. Like, it should all yeah. go in the mouth. Like, I can't stand people that have food all over them. So, you are you are you always quite a neat eater, like that.
1: Are you? Are you kind of <laughs> just exposed? Because I'm not. I've I, <laughs> I, talked about this. If I go for a meal with my wife, my side of the table is always it's like a bomb's gone off. Like, and I always have to apologise
3: to the waiter. I can't do it. If it, if something falls off the plate, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Like, I just see people like they have got napkins down here. Like, there's no need for that. They should learn to eat <laughs> don't like don't let it just slop all down you can't stand it food round mouths and stuff i'm like no I can't do it <laughs> and how how is how is this uh do you want to sort of
1: review your subway so, let's get us, how are you feeling about it
2: how much would you rate it out, out of 10
3: well first of all it's 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 not bread is it like it's actually legally classed as sugar now because of the sugar content in their bread it's technically not bread right and it, nothing beats homemade. <laughs> Fresh homemade bread. I feel if I was to make uh, and I have like my own tuna baguette sandwich, that that would be like a solid ten. But this is this is a, this is an eight for sure. But the Italian herb and cheese, it like really makes up for it. So eight eight and a half, I'd give. And that. do you want to do one final sort of uh, plea to Subway to work with you? So Subway, it... listen, right? YouTube have changed their policies now, so I can't really swear that much. So review my <laughs> content again. Okay, I'm plugging you here. Okay. Let's Please give me something, Subway. <laughs> give me a card, something. A voucher. I don't care. Work with me.
1: Um, well, Daz, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I feel really bad that the Subway sandwich sat there for so long without you biting it. That is not yeah, but the, good but, etiquette, is it?
2: But it did it did make for a good, clean bite when it did happen. So for that, might, we're forever grateful.
1: Imagine if you invited someone over for food, you made them a meal, you put it in front of them and said, before you bite that, let's talk for 48 minutes about yeah. your Tell food. Tell me upbringing. your life. <laughs>
2: before you eat that meal let's just do a quick nope. podcast for an hour if that's right
1: yeah, exactly yeah yeah tell me everything about food in
3: your <laughs> life and then you can have a bite i didn't know like i just i didn't know i don't want to like talk with my mouth open and stuff i'm like i, I don't know <laughs> but it's going down like that
2: well, we, sure. we we appreciate your patience <laughs> so,
1: yeah. thank you so much <laughs> uh, enjoy speaking to you uh, enjoy the rest of your sandwich and uh, we'll see you again hopefully yeah okay. great thanks as amazing thanks for having me
0: cheers
1: That was the fantastic Daz Black there. What an awesome guy. Absolutely loved speaking to him. I also think there might be something in that British spa food related experience. Do you think, Sim? I think there's, there's money in that. There's a lot of money in that, Craig. <laughs> I am ready to invest. This is the last podcast we're ever recording because we're now going to become billionaires off the back of that. Um, in fact, I think it's quite an interesting area. If any of our listeners, you guys out there, Feel you have a food, money spinning idea, anything to do with takeaways, anything to with any weird restaurant idea, any weird food idea, whatever it is. We'd love to hear about it, and you can send us those ideas, too. Hello at my favorite com. or you can hit us up on Instagram and slide into our DMs on my favorite takeaway podcast either those two will be wonderful and we look forward to hearing from you
2: yes we do and please do remember to rate review and subscribe it means a lot to us and tune in next week for another episode of my favorite takeaway see ya bye
0: planning for your next trip